Hello there. I'm Dr. Ahn, the Gridpreneur and host of Woman of Grit, a podcast that empowers women to get their grit back in spite of adversity when they find their voice, reclaim their power, and transform into women of grit. Come on in. There is a seat at the table for you. This episode of Woman of Grit podcast is sponsored by Gritpreneur Apparel, a brand that encourages women to find their voices, reclaim their power, and transform their lives. Gritpreneur Apparel, ever grateful, never quit. series is Dr. Lulu, a woman of grit. So who's Dr. Lulu? Well, as she put it, she was born, bred, buttered, and slightly burned in Nigeria. Dr. Lulu is a proudly queer U.S. Air Force veteran, pediatrician, mom of a transgender youth, and certified parent and teen life coach. She is a podcaster, radio talk show host, indie actress, author of four best-selling books and award-winning LGBTQ plus advocate. Dr. Lulu is also a TEDx speaker. Without further ado, let's welcome her to Woman of Grit podcast, Dr. Lulu. Dr. Lulu, welcome Hi. to Woman of Good Podcast. How are you? Fine, thank you. So, please tell our audience how we know each other. How do sisters know each other? I think there's some some things that you should say how you met, and other things you just you just met, and that's how sisters, that's how siblings are. There's no. I met you in my mother's house. I mean, how? Is that we're siblings? Right. So I think that's that's my answer to that. We're siblings, and so we met because the universe puts siblings together. I guess technology is to be thanked for that because it was Facebook. It was lockdown. It was a series of fortunate events, as far as I'm concerned, that all kind of happened when they were meant to happen. So we had the lockdown. Everybody was living virtually, and so people were making connections that maybe they would have not made otherwise because of the lockdown. So we met on the shores of our largely successful book called The World Women Project. Yes, that one right there. And um, really, it was love at first bite, like I like to say. (laughs) And we met, you decided to do the book with me, and the rest is history. So we're here. Absolutely. So Dr. Lulu is referring to this beautiful book, The Warrior Women Project. It's an anthology uh, with 22 women. So we are two of the 22, and Dr. Lulu was the herder of the cats. She got all the ladies together, and oh my gosh, I don't know how she did it, but she did it. This book made me an author for the very first time, so I am really grateful. So Mm -hmm. we are on here on the Woman of Grit podcast and I invite women I consider women of grit. I'm going to start off by asking you, strange question, if you had one superpower, what would it be and why? So it's not a strange question for me because people have asked me that all the time. My superpower is my voice because ironically, my mom confirmed this the other day. I said, you know, I need need to go back to my childhood and what is it that I like doing? And she reminded me, she said, all her hairbrushes became my microphone. So I've always wanted to talk. I've always wanted to sing. Even as I just have a natural alto, I'm not Adele, but hey, I can make a joyful noise. So I've always wanted to speak. I've always wanted to say something. I always got in trouble 
as a child in elementary school and high school, middle school, I always got in trouble for talking. And one time, one of my teachers thought it was a great idea to send me to the library to punish me for talking. And then I discovered books. And so you put someone who likes to talk with books, it was over. So now, naturally, I became an author. And so things never happened by accident. So I thanked her and I became the librarian and I proceeded to read every single book in our library. And I wanted more. I just, I, it was, I was insatiable, as they say. I wanted more books and more books and more books. And the lady was tired of me. She told my parents, she said, I don't know how she comes first because she doesn't stop talking. She doesn't focus. She just, I don't know how she does it. And then my dad said, well, maybe she's not challenged enough. And so they put me, I skipped, I think it was third grade or whichever, one grade anyway. And I did the next grade and I did the exam for that grade and I and I scaled, I came like seven. My dad was, well, well, maybe, maybe she will settle down. So I settled down a bit more. But I think that the beauty of it is how we as human beings want to tell children always to kind of shut up or stop or, you know, what you're doing may be inadvertently taking their superpowers. If, any, right. if anybody is true, example of that is me. And so if I had listened to them and maybe shut up so I'm, I'm happy that i didn't listen to them lady O didn't listen to her naysayers and so we should not just always guard and protect that which you know was originally yours and one day you will you'll use it to save lives literally speaking so she so. thought she was punishing you yeah. but instead like, she ended up opening up the world of books to you yes yes how ironic and now i have I have, what, I don't know, seven bookcases in my house. And I went to the library today. I bought six more books because I'm going to Greece for seven days and I bought six books. So I can read on the plane and read in my room. And I love reading. I just love being with words. So, yeah. So you heard it in the bio already, but Dr. Lulu is a prolific author. She's a writer of books. How many books have you published so far? If I can just get this sixth one out, I was just, I just did some self-coaching today. I said I had to talk to myself. Why haven't you finished this book? I mean, you're done. Unfortunately, what happened was I gave it to this really professional editor. I think every single line in the book, she, she did something with it. And so I haven't gone back. And, and, and my story to myself, because I always say, what story are you telling yourself? Is that I have to work on this TED talk and then I have to work on that other thing and that other thing and that other thing. And I need that book to be done. So I just had the self-coaching session with myself this morning. I said, okay, so what are you going to do? So I'm going to do at least 100 words per day, just so we can start. Maybe a thousand words, so we can start. <laughs> so I'm on my sixth book. If I, if I had done what I needed to do, I'd have been out in June. I'm Sounds still here. like you're busy. You're busy, busy, busy. That brings me to the question about challenges. What has been the most challenging thing for you either to date this past year what's what is that thing that you have struggled with i think the best way to answer that question is there's no one thing for me right so as you grow you morph and your challenges rise up to that really are and therefore you either rise up to the occasion or you don't so when I was a child, my biggest challenge was just being bullied in the elementary mm. bus. That I thought was mm. bad. So mm. now I now realize when I look back, the girl that faced up to those bullies is the same girl now that's facing up to the bullies at the Capitol in, in, in Texas. So the, the, the person bullying is different, but the mode of bullying is the same. Mm. So it's the same meaning. So I guess, you know, I would, I would have said it when I was young, it's, it's bullying. When I was in high school, it's just my parents not coming to visit me while I was a boarding, boarding house. When I was in medical school, it was just trying to find a boyfriend and just trying to find someone that, you know, I would feel like they love me for me. And then I got that one. And then when I was in, you know, when I was a young adult, it was trying to get into Howard. I was like, I need to get into Howard. I was born to go to Howard. I had to take these exams and, and go to Ghana and applied to medical school for my father's house and it just seemed impossible as a matter of fact two days ago i did a live on tiktok and i i just had a moment i said i wanted them to think about what is the one thing you thought in the past was right. never possible right and it's and you're doing it right now and then what is the one thing you're thinking right now that is impossible go to the future and bring yourself from the future and see that it is possible just two days ago 
And so once upon a time, I would have never in my life believed that I was going to be having an interview with Oprah tomorrow. I know, like, right? Yeah, but it's now possible. So what else am I telling myself that is not possible, that actually is, if I only just believe? To answer the question, once upon a time, it was having to raise three children by myself as a single black Nigerian immigrant woman in America. That was like impossible. People were like, have you lost your mind? Then one time he was retiring from medicine, making $300,000 plus a year to now make less than 75. It was like impossible. So I will say for me, I don't have one thing. It will not be said. It was one day I was in the labor room having to have a baby without epidural. I was like, it's impossible. Mm -hmm. But the good book says, Thou harvest not because thou asketh not. So I am about asking now. I don't even know if I said it correctly, but I that's my rendition. You have not sense. because you ask. Yeah, you are you have not because you ask not. So now I just ask and say, God, give it to me. So today I told my son, I said, So write down in your book, you know how I wrote one point two million for a year? Write one point two million in a month. I want it to be so impossible that it's breaking my head. Right. I'm like, okay. So now, my most recent impossibility was just raising and supporting and affirming a, a transgender daughter. Like, what? Impossible. So, depending but, on what stage of my life, right. the answer is different. Dr. Lulu is speaks things into existence before they actually happen. So, the yeah. fact that she is has this interview on Oprah. I, I tell you honestly, this is a conversation we had last year. And she told me, she told me <laughs> that she will be on Oprah. Oprah she told I know. me. I remember exactly I'm, where yes. I was. I was in my kitchen when we had that <laughs> conversation. I remember it. Like, I don't even remember it. I remember. But I know almost everybody I know knows. Everybody's like, yeah, you've been talking about being on Oprah. I didn't even know how much I've been saying it. And if anything should humble me, it should be that, that I spoke it into existence. Like literally when we sent the books, when we sent that book to, to, to Gail, I said, and, and I sent an extra one for your more famous friend is what I wrote. Right. So your more famous friend, and I put a wink. I said, for your more famous friend, Lady O. Who knows? And that's why I think I love your, your podcast because it is, a, a, my ex-husband, the way he told me, you are so ugly, you make my skin crawl. No man will ever love you. I'll never forget those words. And I used it as a ladder rather than as my shovel. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Yeah. The shovel means it's digging for me to go down. Yeah. No, I use it as a ladder to climb up. And today I'm going to have an interview with Oprah. So I can't sleep tonight. I don't know how I'm going to do it. You will sleep. Maybe not. <laughs> Maybe not. Just and if ready. I don't sleep, it's okay. It's okay. It's, okay it's, it's, it's okay because it's not everybody. Let me tell you something that happened yesterday. I went with one of the sisters in the book to this jazz place. And the owner of the jazz place was the, the jazz, they were the musicians playing that night. I was, when he said a couple of times, I said, is it the owner? She was like, no, I don't think I said. He's talking like the owner because he's asking people to, you know, give a round of applause for the waiters and the people. And he was, there was a way his energy, I was like, this guy right. sounds like he owns this joint. She was like, I don't know. I said, then after he said, well, if you're celebrating anything, just, you know, write a note to you and give it to your bartender, to your service. So I said, you know what? You were like an anniversary here, a birthday here. And I said, you know what? Let me blow his mind. So I asked him for a piece of paper. The guy gave me it. I said, no, 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 no. Give me something bigger. He gave me something for I said, give me something longer. So he gave me a long strip. So I wrote, Dr. Lulu is celebrating getting an award, a DEI award from the San Antonio Business Journal and being interviewed for Oprah Daily. And I folded it and gave it to the guy. So when, when the owner was reading, he said, oh, this person is celebrating a DWI. And then, oh, oh, my God. He's no. very funny. Like that. <laughs> And then he now said, but well, Dr. Lulu, and I, and I gave that princess way. And it was a, so Dr. Lulu said, which is D-E-I-I, D-E-I, and it was Oprah Daily. Everyone was like, about faith. And then he said, what is D-E-I? And then me and this other black lady at the same time, we said, diversity, diversity. and inclusion. inclusion. 
but you know the funny thing about it, the room was full of about maybe 100 or 200 vanillas. There were four drops of chocolate in the space. And four of us knew what DEI meant. And in 2022, the rest of the room didn't. And so I told the girl that I, Dr. Pad, that I went with, I said, this is why we, we must sit. This is why I, I needed to write this. Right. And as soon as we done making the announcement, he came down from the stage and made a beeline to the bar and reached out across and said, Dr. Lulu, congratulations. I was like, thank you. And then, you know, we talked a little bit. And I said, oh, by the way, I love your music. My eldest plays an opera Yamaha. And then, you know, we have saxophone. And we talked a little bit. And then he went about his business. And I said, wait, 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 hold up. This is a cis white man, the owner of a jazz club. Said he's been there for 20 years. I reached deep into my pocket, grabbed my golden. I bought one single business card. And I remember when I when I put it in my bag last night, I said, I need this card because I don't know who I'm going to meet there. One, the only business card I took at the house, I took it and I followed him to the kitchen. I said, sir, this is for you. Now, I'm saying this because when your brain tells you to do something, don't know. I could have took, I said, I'm just going to a jazz club. I won't meet anybody. But I took the one single, the same one you designed for me, Dr. Anne. I said, this is the only one I could find. I'm taking it with me. I gave it to him. And I said, I said, so this is a lucky business card. It's the only one I brought. He said, wow. I said, yes. I said, put in your breast pocket. And whenever you need a life coach, or I know you know all the rich white people, your friends. I told them, I up. I want you to tell them about me. Network. <laughs> I went about my business. And people kept passing and saying, congratulations. And I said, thank you. But I don't know who's going to, who needs to hear this. I mean, you know, Dr. I know I always say this. Do not pinch yourself out of it. I'm the queen of that, though. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm trying now. I'm trying. This podcast actually got off the ground and I didn't scared. This is why they say you are an average of the five people you spend time with. And, and I just told my kid, I said, you know, I don't, he said, but mom, who? I said, I don't really spend time with anyone. And he was like, well, you know, because he came with his four, four friends that he spends time with. And I said, I don't really spend time with, at first, and I said, I told him, I said, well, I know Dr. Anna and I have kind of quavi and sabari. But then I say, you know what? I don't think it's numbers. This is quality now, not quantity. Right. right. And then, but then, but the most beautiful thing about it is when you spend time with them, also make sure that it's not people that you're you're constantly giving to. Let them right. people that also refill your cup, you know, or they know something more than you do. Otherwise, it's not quite what they're asking you to do. It's people that you can look up to and can help elevate you. So somebody needs to hear this, you know. Mm-hmm. Don't think yourself out of it. If anybody told me that the owner of Jazz Texas. He made a dozen announcements yesterday of, of celebrations. I was the only one. He did not come down the stage except that one time. He made a beeline to come and say congratulations. I shook my hand. It was a moment that I, wow. I don't take lightly. I don't know where that's going to go, but guess what? Everyone in that room knew Dr. Lulu last night. Everybody knew Dr. Lulu. And, and that, maybe that's all. Yeah. But who knows? Because think about the time from when you sent the book to when it manifested, you know. And the key is, what they say about vision is, just know your what. Don't worry about your how or your when. Just know your what. Mm. Worry not about your how and your when. Your what is your ask of the universe. I've grown, since I since I became a life coach, I have grown so like I did not learn any of this in medicine. I know, not as a doctor, stuff. yeah. But as a doctor, you think, oh, you're the creme de la crop. Yeah. I am so proud of myself. Like I've grown every day. I'm just like, like I blow my own mind. On Friday, I had to do my first webinar recording. And I was, I finished my jump rope. I was walking to the bedroom to take a bath to attend an event downtown. Halfway through my living room, I stopped and I said, I made a U-turn. I said, I'm not going. And I was okay with it. I said, you know what? Right. I'm going to stay home today and just conserve my energy. Absolutely. I've never done that before because I know when I go to give a talk, 
I come 2,000%. Somebody sent me a review yesterday on her own. She said, Dr. Louis, I would have never known that that's your inaugural webinar. She said, I would have never known. Wow. I said, well, it was. But I, I stayed home. I canceled everything. I had a lot with my friend, John John. I canceled everything. I said, I'm just going to stay home. I listened to a couple of, you know, coaching. and But I stayed home to conserve energy. Yes. So do whatever it takes for you. And then I had a friend somewhere during the afternoon who called. We were just talking and, and we were talking. I said, you know what? For the past month, and I'm going to say this in your podcast. Every single week, my bank has given me an email. You're overdrawn for the past six weeks. And I said, I said, do you know what I've done? Every time I get the email, including this morning, I've said, thank you, God, that I have overdraft protection. Right. Because I had to find a source of gratitude, even right. as it's happening. And then he now said, and you know what? Because you're all the way at the bottom now, there's only one place to go. And then I added that if I ever needed anything to cause me to be motivated and inspired, is that. No. Do I have an emergency fund? Yes. Do I have 401 Yes. Yeah. Do I have, a, you know, my TSP? I have all these things. But my main account has been in the red constantly. And I do the math. And, but you know what I've done? I've taken a screenshot of all of them. The one that was $400 in the red I need to see it as my motivation. Right. And so I'm saying to anyone who can hear my voice, when those things are happening to you, those moments that you think, why is this happening to me? This is like, it's so bad. Mm -hmm. I need you to find that silver lining. In my case, the silver lining is, thank goodness I have overdraft protection. It came from nowhere. Right. I have overdraft yeah. protection. So bring it yeah. so that this time next year, when I cash that 1.2, because I will check, mm -hmm. I will go back and look at those screenshots yeah. and say, God, thank you that I did not give up, that I stayed yeah. in belief. Staff, why I told Kwame, I said, from now on, anytime I give a keynote address, it has to be keynotes. Now, the panelists know it has to be keynote or whether the one, the main one speaking. They're going to play the music. I hope you dance or don't stop believing. Whichever one the DJ can find first. Right. Because that has been what has kept me going. I went to the karaoke today and I just had a blast because you know what? You're not going to leave this world alive. Nope. None of us are checking out alive. <laughs> Absolutely. Have a blast. Yes. Even as you inspire and motivate self, tell me it has been nothing short of amazing. Just right. watching myself from outside, just watching who... Who are you and what did you do with Dr. Lulu for me to stay home on Friday for no other reason than to conserve my energy, to deliver the, the webinar of all webinars? Right. It's amazing. And I'm so thankful. You're kind of reading my questions because guess what my next question was? What motivates you to keep you going and mm. not give up? That was my next mm. question. I would like, it would be easy to say, it'll be easier to say the overdrafts in my account. But really, it's the belief in the, the work that I'm doing. Right. I believe in my heart that being N equals one is nothing short of a miracle. And I'm here for all of it. For me to be the one black Nigerian evil woman, single mom, queer person, mother of a trans child, gender child, physician, who just says, you know what, governor of Texas, supporting and affecting my child is not child abuse. Mm -hmm. So let's talk about this. This, to me, is what I was put on this earth to do. I believe it so much with every dean, every cell in my body. And that's why I keep going, knowing that 
The end is nigh. I don't know when it is, but it's nigh. Nigh means it's in the horizon. It's not a mirage, which is different. A mirage is unreal. It's nigh, it's in the horizon. I don't know if that's what the Bible says, but that's nigh for me. It means it is coming. Even as I have an overdrive. So that's the funny thing. Even as the hazard ceased, I just take a deep breath. I move the money around and I keep going. You need to be able to self-inspire. And I know people people think motivation is the key. And I it, it occurred to me on Thursday, I was at an event at an event, and a lady, an African lady, she stood up and said, I have a brand new, I, I, she said, I'm new, I'm new, or something like that. I'm new. And I, I made a beeline to her at the end. I said, Ma'am, how long have you been in North Petition? She said, 27. I said, 27 years? Don't ever say I'm new again. Say, I have a new office. Because that's what you have. Right. That's what's a fact. You're not a new North practitioner. Right. You're a black woman, a Nubian goddess, rising, having a practice in Texas. You're not new. You have a new office. Right. She was like, her mind was blown. Oh, my mind was blown. I didn't know where it came from. Then she said, wow, are you a motivational speaker? I said, no, I'm not a motivational speaker. I'm an inspiration. That's different. Because inspiration is what now motivates you. Motivation is about movement, about action. Inspiration is in the mind. That's why the, the battle is fought here. And I'll rather happily be an inspirational speaker. I don't see anybody say that. You hear motivational all the time. Mm-hmm. But I'm a wordsmith. I will go and figure out what does it mean. That's why I don't talk about happy. I talk about content. That's deeper than happiness. Right. Happiness is fleeting. Surface. Contentment means when the going is tough, you're still in that zone. And where does contentment come from? Attitude. Gratitude. And so when... The going is not good. I'm still like, okay, when my neck hurts really bad, I say, God, at least I have a neck. And what is the pain telling me this moment? Instead of complaining about the neck pain, I take a deep breath or whatever I need to do. And so I want people to hopefully be inspired by that. So is it safe to say your what is the driving? You said not to worry about the how or the when. But your what? You see, because I also like to be extra and I like to be different. Most people say your why. The truth about your why is your why can change. Your what doesn't. <laughs> I'm telling you, Dr. Lulu, oh my God, you're killing me. Where did that even come from? Your why can change, but your what doesn't. I'm not going to explain that. That's what I want you to look up. Why, why is less than what? what? Same reason why compassion is bigger than empathy. Mm-hmm. Your why can change. And you can actually, you can manipulate your why. Mm-hmm. But you cannot manipulate your what. What? Your what is your goal. Mm-hmm. Your what is what you want. You see that? It's what you want. It's not why you want it. Because why you want it can change. Right. I wanted to make money when I was 16. Why? Because I thought making money was a good thing. Today, I don't want to make money. I want to make impact. Impact. Absolutely. That's my what. You see that? Mm-hmm. I want to have an impact. That is my what. That's not my why. My why comes along with the what. In the sense that it's like, well, because I don't want people to die of suicide. That's my why. Mm-hmm. But the impact of this interview is my what. It's the little tiny bit that the bite that I take, the niblet. That's my what. To so me, that's my brain going because so much emphasis is placed on your why, mm-hmm. and hearing it this way, my what. Is new. I and just came up with that yes. recently. Like literally, I just came up with that. I need to listen to this 
podcast back because there's a thing I said to you earlier, and I can't remember what it is, but that's the title of my memoir. I, I don't remember what I said, but I said it, and I said to myself, that's the title of your memoir. I don't remember what it was. But even this idea of what, and here's why I said that. In my upcoming TEDx talk, one of the things I say is, I say, replacing coming out with inviting in places the queer person in the driver's seat and in full control of their lives. Meaning, you have no entitlements, my friend. Rather, we initiate the sharing which gives us agency over what we share, right? when we share it, and who we share it with. Where? You see now, why you make that cut or what did? Mm-hmm. Which means I can tell you, Dr. Anne, that I'm queer. And the next person I can say, you know what, I'm bisexual. See how the what, I'm in control of what I share. The next person I can just say, I'm in the LGBTQ plus community. None of them is a why. Those are all what's. Right. Okay? But I have agency over it. See why, for me, what is my inspiration? Right. Absolutely. And you know, you're talking about inviting it. You know what I'm thinking about right now? You know how you say you can invite somebody in and then you can rescind that invitation? It's almost like Zoom. You know, you could, I could invite you to my Zoom meeting, but I could leave you in the waiting room. I can eject, <laughs> I can also eject you. Right. I've invited you, you've been invited. Let's put, let's, let's go back there. I like your thought process. But when I've invited, I've invited you. Rescinding means you're no longer welcome. Right. Let me have that invitation. Mm-hmm. It's mine to give. Absolutely. Upgraded to VIP means, you know what? Here's a gold emblem on your invitation. You are my sister. See, I said that at the beginning. You probably, I didn't even know where, where that was going. I said that you are my sister. I don't know anybody I've ever, I've been on hundreds of podcasts. I've never called any of the hosts my sister. And therefore I said, for a sister, you don't ask where do we meet? Absolutely. And so it annihilates. Irrelevant. Yeah. Yes. And so that inviting in peace. That's why I said, I want to say, I would like you, I would invite you to embrace inviting in. Because everybody has a part of their life that society wants you to hide. Right. But you should choose to share your story with whoever you choose to. It's your agency of what you choose. And so it's bigger than me. Yesterday when I did the practice, I got a standing ascension. Some of the other people that were, the other TEDx people, they were like, God, the one lady said, I'm a therapist. I cannot wait for your talk so I can share to my parents that I counsel in my therapy council. The point is, of course, there was really black woman there, needless to say. Mm-hmm. We have to be always about excellence. The other black people did not show up, but I did. But we, as black people, black people of color, that's the next mm-hmm. level below. Black is pure gold. It's Wakanda. Wakanda forever. That's, is that mineral, mineral that they... But I don't know the name of the mineral in Wakanda. What's that mineral that the holy Wakanda, that one in the movie? Yes, I can't remember yeah. what it's called mm-hmm. now. Yes. Mm-hmm. Something Nolium, something. That's blackness. It's something different. The gentleman that sat next to me he said, So I heard you, you say you're a doctor. What kind of doctor are you? I said, Oh, I'm a physician, I'm a pediatrician. He said, I retired after 30 years. He said, You don't even look there. I said, Yes, because black don't cry. And I just kept moving. <laughs> Okay. So thank you for your podcast. And and I know I probably didn't answer the questions. That's usually what I do. I come and I take over and create my own questions and my own answers. Um but hopefully You did answer did. the question because your what really? drives yeah. you. Your what yeah. it was like what drives you know. Okay, your so what yeah, drives you? So you did so answer. my impact 
Impact is my word. And my impact always will change depending on who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. So my why is no longer relevant. Now that I know my what is impact, you can't quantify that. And that's why I always say I am practicing the ultimate form of suicide prevention. If I can just get one person to just, see, I, I discovered this book that they call the brag book. And I just come and I just brag about myself in it to myself. So that when right. I'm feeling down, I come and say, okay, ooh, okay, so you did that. Yeah, you did that. Yeah, that too, you did. So hopefully everybody will just touch. And that's, that's all she wrote. That's all she wrote. I like the idea about your brag book because... You know, I talk about mindset. I'm really into mindset, a growth mindset versus a fixed mindset. And then also ordering your thoughts. Those, what, what kinds of things are you telling yourself? So when your mind, when that negative part of your brain wants to rear its ugly head, you and look in your brag book. Of course it will. You look in your brag book and say, Okay. I did that. <laughs> I did that. Yes. See, I don't know. I know you can't see because this thing is is um, blurry. But the last mm-hmm. line there says I did that. Like literally, the last line says I did that. I did but, that. Yes. Uh, so I did once that. I came back, once I came back yesterday, I said I met and shook hands with the owner of Texas. nobody else in that yes. room. Yes. Did yes. I did that. That's a brag. That's brag worthy. That's brag worthy. Thank you for sharing that with us. This episode of Woman of Grit podcast is sponsored by Gritpreneur Apparel, a brand that encourages women to find their voices, reclaim their power, and transform their lives. Gritpreneur Apparel, ever grateful, never quit. Welcome back to Woman of Grid podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arne V. Gridperner. I continue my conversation with my guest, Dr. Lulu, the momatrician. I know you have, you've had at different points in your life, you've had challenges, challenges during childhood and just on the daily. What are mm-hmm. some of the tools or resources you can share with the listeners? Just maybe one or two. I know there are many. You talk about uh, having a coach. What are some of the resources that have been most helpful for you that you can share with listeners? But there may be somebody listening who, yeah. who gets it. So then, then my, my thing is two words, which is basically a phrase. Lean in. I'm learning to lean in. Yes, I'm mm-hmm. learning to lean in. To vulnerability, not Brene Brown's kind of vulnerability, because Brene Brown is a suburban white woman. No matter how good she is, she doesn't know a Nigerian evil woman's your lived experience. Yes. So I am saying, wherever you find yourself, and that's to me, and I don't know if that's if that's what Brene Brown preaches necessarily, but I'm saying wherever you find yourself. Lean in to the lesson that is teaching you. That's what I mean by vulnerability. And then be open to unlearning what my coach called U-squared method. So it's unlearning untruths. So you know what is not true about something. The question is, what is true? about something and my best example is bible there are verses in the bible that they call clubber verses that they used to clubber lgbt people enough people believe that it's right that what they're doing is right but it's not true an lgbt plus person was created by the same god In their image, as you know, God is non-binary to me. In their image and likeness. 
What is true is that you were asked to have two commandments. One is love your God. I'm not talking about that. I never want to talk about that. I want to laser focus on the one that talks about loving your neighbor. Because the neighbor was not qualified. They didn't say white neighbor. Mm -hmm. They didn't say black neighbor. Mm -hmm. Thank you. They didn't say Jewish neighbor. They said neighbor. Neighbor. Very intentional. They said neighbor. We humans are the ones that now come and qualify the type of neighbor. That's not true. Right. Be right. Because that's the practice. Mm -hmm. Doesn't make it true. So my go-to is U-squared method on learning on whether it's about your relationship with your husband or your relationship at work, relationship with your child, relationship with self. What do you know to be untrue? I can't lose weight. It's untrue because the fact is if you watch what you eat and watch what you drink and watch the story you tell yourself. This is from someone who gained her COVID-19. You know how I brag about that. Mm. Guess who lost 10 of that though? You did. Watching what I'm telling myself about not being able to lose it. Is it true? So use squared method on learning on truths. The other thing I use is my ABC hack. The A is what I tell everybody. Ask for what mm. you want. Do not spend any energy Asking for what you don't want. Listing what you don't want. Yesterday, I made a list of my dream companions, what I call them. And I said, this is the one I want for life, dear universe. I gave all the things I wanted. Not because I'm perfect, but because I can ask for what I want. B in the ABC hack is Believe what you ask, believe it. You know that what when I said, ah, oh, I really need to have a radio show. Yes. Right? Yes. And absolutely. then now I just said I'm gonna have a show on CNN. People hear me and it's they, they think I'm I'm gonna have Tyler Perry's gonna make my documentary about youth suicide in black people. And I keep saying that you do. I mean it with every bone in my body. That I'm going absolutely. to have a show on CNN. That's my what. That's my A, ask. And that's my belief. belief. And then C, conquer your fears along the way, baby. Conquer your fears. Oh, because yeah. the truth is, your fears are waiting for you. Fear and doubt, the two cousins. They're waiting for you to just say, what? Friday evening, I was 5.57. Here come fear. Yeah, but Dr. Lulu, what if nobody comes to you? Your fancy webinar. Yeah. And I was like, then I'll record anyway. I didn't even stop. I just walked with my heels, walked straight to the Zoom, turned it on. There was somebody already in the waiting room. I was like, if nobody comes, this is not my first rodeo. I've had an event where nobody came before. Guess what? 15 minutes past the hour, 12 people came. But nobody came until 15 minutes past the hour. And I was just getting mic'd to start recording my thing. So I was like, you know what? I've been there before. I recognize you. I know you. Get in the back seat. Don't forget your seatbelt. Let's go for the ride. Right. But... No, no, you don't get to sit in front. No, 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 no. My bag sits in front. You, but you want to come and sit in the back seat. I, I have room. Since you want to come. But we're going to record that video. And I went there and one person came and another person. The point is, the fears are going to be there. Right. And that's what they call courage. Fear plus action. Doing it afraid is the other way to say that. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Fear plus action is doing it afraid. I don't know how long your podcast is. Absolutely. I'm getting you before Oprah, so I'm taking you. <laughs> Lord. I got you Girl. before Lady O, so hey. I know now, for that's real. Time. Yes, so, um, so, you know. so that's my ABC hack for life. And I have to keep reminding myself about them. And of course, my U, my U squared method, which my coach actually gave that idea. to so I was like, oh my goodness. So now when I give my fancy talks, I'm going to say, and use the U-squared method. Yeah, not Uche Naomi. I'm learning the untruths. I'm learning the untruths. Because we have been socialized with so many untruths. Like, kids are, are seen, not heard. That's the African one. Women are believed in men. That's another African one. Today. You posted something on the internet yes. about the, 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 the of Hungary or 
You see how we said that in unison? But just to tell you how much work we need to do. How much work we have to do. This is a man who is married to his wife saying this. Yes. And basically he said that women um, who shouldn't be too smart or they won't get a man. Are you telling me? I was like, <laughs> shine your eye. Even people, Nigerian people would say, shine your eye, shine my eye. Am I seeing this? Correct. Am I? Yeah. Yeah. Sadly, he's the only person saying what millions, millions are thinking. Think. Yes, absolutely. So we cannot be about hating the messenger, mm-hmm. bro. Mm-hmm. He just delivered to us what yes. we are all thinking. Mm-hmm. Yes. And young girls have been told that you can't be too smart. You're going to scare the men away. Ah. Literally, he said it on a world stage. I'm so happy he said that because I, you know, I've been back in the dating scene and I keep seeing the, I'm like, where are these people from? And that's when I discovered that I'm actually a sapiosexual. I never knew what that was. A sapiosexual actually is someone who is attracted to intelligence. That's true. That's true. Yes. I was like, that's me. Yes. Bring it. If we cannot have a conversation. A good conversation. Go, go about your way. Yes. And I'm not, you know, you know what's the point in time? The old me would diminish myself. Me too. I ignored that house for 13 years. Yes. But now I'm like, dude, I am so sorry. Lose my number. Yes. Deuces. This hear me? Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're not going to settle. No. We're not about that anymore. Not anymore. Leave there, done that. Mm-hmm. Put a chapter and a book about yes. it. Yes. In a pretzel. Twisting Hello. yourself into a fancy shape. Still, and then, yeah, but they'll feel better about themselves. So, yeah, one of the few times I quote Eminem, you lose yourself in the music, the moment you never let you just lose yourself. You don't even know who you are anymore. Right. You come on and say, Who is this person laying on yes. the bed? I don't know who she is. Right. There's a stranger in my house, and that person is me in this case. There's been a transformation. It took, and it, took a lot, yeah. <laughs> it took a lot. That's what Tamia said. She said that there's a stranger in my house. It took a lot to figure out. You know, I was like, oh, so now I'm like, I don't know who you are, but I like you, girl. Yes. I know, right? <laughs> and and it, it, it's even made more profound by where you came from. Some work has been done. Work no has been song. done. Yeah, no better song was sang than that Don't Stop Believing. I'm sure there are other songs. But you know, once you you know it becomes like earworm. Once there's this, once it's set, it's, once you hear, it's like, oh my god! All I needed to do was just believe. And then I'm not gonna lie. I listen to the Oprahs of the world. I listen to Les Brown. I surround myself with vocals of people that have conquered that what's possible frontier. It's not because I still don't go to bed thinking, oh, God, God have mercy. But I do go to bed thinking, oh, God, Lord have mercy. Take the wheel so I can go to bed. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, God, Lord have mercy. Tossing and turning. No, I, you know, I'm going to sleep. I want people, hopefully anybody who's listening, to hear that. I don't know if you saw when I shared Shirley Ann Frazier's Instagram. I was just calling to her and I saw her. I don't know if you know Shirley Ann, but she's the mm-hmm. fastest woman in the world, yes. in Jamaica. Right. She talked about how she had a baby and then came back and broke her her Olympic, her common freaking wealth records. Right. And she said, you create your destiny. I heard it and my brain scattered. I got up. I was like, that's it. You create your destiny. Mm-hmm. And I just keep saying that every morning. I say, Dr. Nuru, you create your destiny. You create your destiny. I knew yesterday, everybody else at the rehearsal, they were reading their TEDx talk. We're a month out. This morning, I left my phone at home. I said, you know what? No more phone. But because we're black women, we almost need to be extra. And there's nothing wrong with that. But you don't have to be extra. I mean, I heard that at Howard. Basically, we were told in medical school, mm. you have to be twice. You have to work work. Twice as hard to be considered half as good. Yes, I went to Howard. So 
I remember that. And so, again, coming back to what I said about the stories you tell yourself, I don't tell myself that story. Yesterday, when I put on my slides, I said to them, I said, I am extra. I'm letting you know that I'm extra. And my slides had transitions. Were you extra or were they basic? Or were they basic? And then the first person that said he wanted to do it quickly said, I don't, I mean, it just, all, all the slides were just so distracting and ready to the, and then I said, okay, thank you. And I said to myself, I said, one thing about criticism is be open to it. But the other thing is be okay with deciding that this is what you want to do right. and do it. That's what J.K. Rowling did. Mm-hmm. She said, I'm going to write my book. I don't care how many people tell me the book is not good enough. Mm-hmm. Harry Potter is going to happen. The next woman said, Dr. Lulu, here's the thing about critics. You will always get opposing opinions. She said, I love your slides. And I was like, there you go. She said, you took us, you had me at hello. She said, I don't know anything about LGBT. You, the way you, because that's the way you give, I give an overview. He said, said, you don't need an overview. That's almost like a regular presentation. But she said, that overview told me what you were going to say. But the lady said, I needed that overview. You know, mm-hmm. I said, I love the transition, the colors. You know me, I'm colored. She said, the colors, everything was perfect. And it wasn't like, when you said something, something about their rainbow world, I was, she said, you had me at that. And I said, so they were, they were being their first bully. They were just, and I was just taking it all in. Ultimately, I'm happy with my product. Yeah. Because that's the thing about being a creative. And I know you're a creative, so you know this. And I'm learning now. That once I create something and I'm okay with it, on the sixth day, he looked at the work and he said it was good. Good, it was good. That's what God said. The Bible said, and he said it was good. He didn't say, let me ask um, Brother Jethro, is it good enough? Let me ask Kokumlemle, is it good He said, <laughs> and so, and I am just learning how to just come in power because one of the things that we forget when I ask you, Doctor, Doctor, I'm really struggling. Is there, I don't, I don't want to do this because I don't want people to say this. And I said, Have you considered what you are saying to yourself? Right. Whose voice is loudest? And so I listened to them. Everybody else except the one guy. But you know, it was okay because he needed to say, "That's okay. Let him say how it felt." Everyone else was like, "Look." Don't change a thing. thing. And even at that, somebody else said something about something, and I and I added, she said, I, I would have loved to hear how your relationship is with your daughter. So I said, you know what? The talk is not about me and my daughter. But I have I added one line and said, Today our relationship is on the mend. But I am all she's got. Sounding a warning. I am all she's got. So on your way to mess with my kid, get ready. Go to bed. And I practice how to say it today. I said, thankfully, our relationship is on the mend. But I am all she's got. I'm telling them. Yeah, you have to go through me. Yeah, yeah, you have to go through me. Thank you so much for holding space for me. Before I let you go, though, what is the biggest takeaway? I know what the biggest takeaway for me has been. I have learned, even though we talk so often, this conversation today, you know how you listen to the tapes? I'm going to be listening to the tapes when I'm putting it all together. I am happy I have it on tape. What would you want the listeners, the one thing you want the listeners. Yeah, I think because of the theme of your podcast and because of hopefully your audience, I'm going to share the same thing I'm telling the LGBTQ plus child in my upcoming TEDx talk. In your case, the person who's a woman of greater, who's struggling with finding their center. In my TED talk, I say, and to the queer person, I want you to know that 
your life has never been defined by closet walls. And so to the woman who is hearing my voice, your life has never been defined by your downbeats. Mm. Your life is always going to depend on how you handle your down days. And so embrace your down days. Embrace failure. Lean into Lean failure in. yeah. with, with the mentality of curiosity. Hey, you know, this is so powerful because when I do my ABCDE of accepting your child, C, as you know, with my eyes, C is respond with curiosity. When you see something new, you say, wow, that. When you have that challenge, that failure, that pain, that heartbreak, that when you ask, what is this teaching me? That's what curiosity is. Curiosity equals, what is this teaching me? Oh, what is that? Let me see that. Wow. This is so new. Yeah. So versus, oh, I failed again. I'm hopeless. I'm worthless. I'm this, that, that. Right. How about curiosity with that failure? Oh, failure. Hi. My name is Dr. Lulu. My pronouns are she, her, hers. What are your pronouns? You know, right. get to know what is teaching you. And so I will say, for them, your life has never been defined by your troubles, by your struggles, by your down days. Absolutely. One, two, you are worthy of self-love. When I tell the kids in the, in the TED, TED Talk is that you are worthy of love. You are worthy of self-love to the woman who me. Number two, you have value. Value. And then number three, you are freaking enough. Enough. Yes. You are enough. Just if as you, you are. If, yeah, if they can remember those three things, number one, they're worthy of love. Number two, they have value. And number three, they're enough. Yeah. You can imagine why I'm singing a different tune now. Like, this is me at the worst financial level of my life. But look at how like, empowered. Because ultimately, it's never been about the money. Otherwise, Hollywood will be complete. There'll be no suicides in Hollywood. Right. Because they have the money. Right. Absolutely. You see how I said it's the, my what is the impact. So you can see how all of them, even if it's the self-impact of what my bank account is having on me, is all impact. That's the what. You got that. That's what oh, protection. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. Yeah, but, but that's the thing. That's the guarantee part. Mm-hmm. It's for me. It's what. See, it's the the, old, the the gratitude of thank God I have over that possession is what I'm doing with my down days. I'm welcoming the over the the red, and what I'm doing with this is converting it to thank God I have overdraft protection. That's what I mean. When you have your down days, what are you doing with it? We should welcome it with curiosity. Wow, I never knew I could be this broke. Right. Okay. Okay. Now, what do I need to do to create wealth? You know, before I go, Kwabi and I, we have our monthly meetings. And last week, she said that there was a coach that blew her mind and she couldn't wait to share with me. Let me share with your audience. We are socialized to always think. I need to save money. I need to save my money. I need to save my money. I don't have enough money. I need to save my money so I can X. I need to save my money so I can Y. What if you think rather, how can I create more money? How can I become resourceful to get wow. more money? How can I use what I've got to get what I need? Mm. That was Jimmy Cliff. That's one of his songs from the late 70s. I've got to use what I've got to get what I want. So how can you create wealth rather than trying to save? Because save is scarcity. Think about it. Yes, scarcity mindset. Create is abundance. Abundance. I was blown away. I was like, whoa, man, you're big to me. Yes. We, so that's your, that your mindset that you teach about growth and scarcity. 
when we are saying I need to save the money, because we've been socialized to believe that women should not make enough money, women should not all this thing about women not making enough, enough, enough. We and then we just get into that contraction. Think about it. I need to save. Is this is the body language? This is the body language. Yes. I need to save. You reflexively, you reflexively go like this. I need to save more money. You can never say I need to save more money. It's it doesn't go. But when you say I need to create by default, you do this. Yes. Isn't that the superman, the yes. power woman? Isn't that the power pose? Absolutely. You see that? I need to create. It's about abundance. Your body will tell you, like literally, your body will tell you what it needs you to do. Do you listen? I need to save my money by default. You go like this. I need to create more money. You go like you this. Open up. Yes. You open up to the possibilities. So we'll be saying the same thing all afternoon. What if it will blow your mind? What's possible is way past what you can imagine. Imagine. Ha! My sister. Yes. Girl. I need to have a church, man. I know. Preach. <laughs> Preach. You're talking so much fun. Thank Is there you. anything I left out that you'd like the audience well, to know about? Well, how can people find me? It's always a good thing. Yes. How can I'll, people find mm-hmm. me? So I know you're probably going to ask that. So yes. social media, literally, I'm very proud to announce that if you type in Google, Dr. Lulu, the momatrician, or Dr. Lulu, anything LGBT. I am the first four, five, six, twelve. Okay, somebody did twelve. She's like, oh my God, that's all you. I'm very proud of that. So find me on the World Wide Web. Just type in Dr. Lulu with confidence and you'll find the only one that's confident enough. That's me. Okay. I'm going to have one, it in the two. show notes also. So that's yes. anybody. And then of course, social media, Dr. Lulu Talk Radio on Instagram. As you know, my stuff was hacked, so I'm starting over. But you know what? I'm very happy because now everybody that connects with me, I want to find out who they are, so I'm able to like control that. But it still doesn't matter. It's you know, I learned a lot from that. I learned that that cannot stop me. Another growth process. While I was mourning, oh, my Facebook is dead. It's dead. I discovered LinkedIn, LinkedIn. and now LinkedIn is like what? LinkedIn is queen. <laughs> Yes, so always, and you know how I spell queen with a W. So always, always welcome failure. Welcome challenges with, hmm. So I just want people to just, just embrace, 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 you know, metamorphosis, embrace the change that's needed. Believe in your heart that when you plant a seed today, there's no way you can go out tomorrow and see that that seed has germinated. I mean, if you don't, if nothing else, Brings it home to you. You plant a seed right now. It's not going to germinate for like eight days, right? Mm-hmm. No matter how much you pray and fast and will it to happen, it won't. What you need to do is clear the weed. When the, when it, now, when the first shoot comes out, there'll be nothing in its way. That is conquering your fears. So A is ask, plant the seed. Believe. B is believe, water it, knowing that you've planted it on good soil. See, conquer the fear. Pull out all the weeds so that when the plant comes, you have, it's going to yield hundreds of thousands of blossoms. Okay, so the question I ask every woman I invite Mm -hmm. to Mm -hmm. what does it mean to you to be a woman of grit? We know what it is to be a warrior woman. What does it mean to you to be a woman of grit? I think for me, woman of grit is was best said by Queen Maya Angelou. Still I rise. Bring it. Still, Still I rise. I rise. You heard it from Dr. Lulu, the mama session. She told you where you can find her, but I will also include it in the show notes. Dr. Lulu, me getting you on the eve of you being Oprah daily. I mean, I am besides myself. So I, I hope you can get some rest. Just wish you the absolute best. You are deserving. I have seen you walk the walk, not mm-hmm. just talk. You have mm-hmm. actually walked this walk. And to see that seed that was that was really planted just blooming 
thank you so much for coming on Woman of Grit podcast. Pleasure, sis. Having you on. Thank All you, right, then. Next time. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for joining us on Woman of Grid podcast. Check me out on Instagram, TikTok, and LinkedIn, where I go by the handle at Dr. On, at sign DR underscore A-H-N-E, and also on my website, www.drahne. All that information will be in the show notes. Please subscribe to the show to catch every episode and leave a review so I can continue to bring you fresh and relevant content. If there's a topic you want me to cover, please leave them in your comments. See you in two weeks. And as always, remain ever grateful and never quit as you find your voice reclaim your power, and transform into a woman of grit. Thank you.